Heating Up the UK is part of the Big Heads Media Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And support from Big Heads Media comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped are a revolutionary company and they have redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so the trimmer won't nick or snake. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It has literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free and smelling nice. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturiser. Finally, the Perfect Package comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep you smelling fresh all day long. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscapes.com and use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. And now, on to the episode. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as At the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy, and today I'm joined by Sixers UK fans uh, Twitter account holder, uh, also host of the Taco Tuesdays podcast, my younger brother and all-round legend, Bobby Healy. How you doing, Bob? <laughs> what an introduction. Hi, Dan. How you doing, yeah. mate? Not too bad, mate. It's about the nicest I've ever been here, to be fair. Yeah, no, what a moment. <laughs> we could just finish there and I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bob, we uh, we we talk quite a lot these days now on podcasts, so obviously with the start of your venture with the Taco Tuesdays pod. Um, but today's the first time that you join the Miami Heat Heating Up the UK podcast. So thank you very much for joining my little pod here. Oh, it's an honour to be here, mate. <laughs> good, good. Um, so the main reason I've brought you on, obviously – we want to discuss um, both teams' uh, fast starts, more so the Heat. Um, I think the Sixers, as anybody in the NBA would have predicted, they was going to do a, was going to have a a good season, a top two finish. Everybody was saying. Um, so it's been a solid start for for Philadelphia. But what's um, what's really taken the league, I suppose, by surprise is uh, the Heat start. Certainly um, for me, I. I I look at it at the moment. We're a 10 and three start. Um, I think that if you look at what's been happening in the league so far, and we're only uh, halfway through November, so I understand it's still a very uh, small sample size. But when you look at how the league is already starting to take shape, we've already got the usual suspects in the in both conferences um, standing tall. So we've got, you know, Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics, maybe Celtics exceeding expectations slightly so far. They've made a fantastic start. But they're, they're obviously the guys that ha- everyone had on their lists, rightly so. And the same can be said out West. You know, we've got LA Lakers making a brilliant start, Nuggets, 
Rockets, Clippers, and so on. So the only ones that have sort of, you know, are, are interrupting the pack, if you like, are the Miami Heat. Mm. And I certainly didn't see this coming. My whole um, season this year was mainly built on some excitement, the fact that we was getting Jimmy Butler, the fact that we had a couple of nice pieces now put together, that we'd got rid of Hassan Whiteside, which meant Bam could start his uh, starting berth. But I, my whole thing really this year was, you know, last year we finished 10th, very poor season. Um, this year we was going to be, you know, I think there was not really any doubt we was maybe going to get into the playoffs, but it was only going to be maybe at best around a sixth or seventh seed. So to be this quick, this high already, um, I'm really surprised at. And it's the change of roster that I think has, uh, has caught everybody off guard. Just from your point of view, and I don't um, sort of expect you to go into the ins and outs of how every player is doing and so on, because I understand you probably haven't watched much Miami basketball because your focus is on Philadelphia. But I, I assume you're with me. Are you? Are you uh, did, did you see this coming? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I think what's clear to see about Miami so far is, is, is the confidence in the team. And that, that goes a long way. You've always, we, obviously, we've been watching it for a few years now, and Miami's always been a difficult team to beat. Always, they, you know, rarely get blown out. Um, they're always in your face. I remember the the playoff series. What was it, two two seasons ago now that yep. we played we played each other, and every game, it, it, you look at it and say, oh, Philly won in five. That was easy, but it wasn't, um, and it wasn't a five game series either. Really, it was mm. it was tougher than that. Um, and then obviously you bring in bringing in Jimmy. Um, it just seems like the cult. We always you always talk about it, don't you? Miami is the hope of the culture. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's just there's a swagger and there's a confidence about about the Heat at the minute. And you looked at we we went out to Miami, didn't we, of last yeah. year? And whenever I watched Miami, it was always like oh, they kind of stayed around, they kind of stayed around, and then they just got tired or faded away and lost games. Mm. What you've seen from Miami this year is a team that's starting fast, in your face. Scoring, yeah, you're shooting really well at the minute, but and that, that fadeaway is just not happening, mm. and and that's wins. You know, those, those are, how many games did we watch last year where Miami were right up with you and then they just yep. gave in, yep. gave Down in, the stretch. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think what you're seeing so far with Miami is now suddenly, yeah, we're not that team now. We're not that mm. team that's, you know, we start fast and we'll keep it going for for four quarters and oh, what a brilliant start. It's, yeah, you know, no, I wouldn't have said that. Is is yeah. the short answer to it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, even from, from my point of view, I mean, when you look at the only real business that was done was moving Hassan on. Mm, um, and oh, I, yeah, that, that was a great move. Um, and it suddenly allowed the main thing, which was uh, Bam Adebayo now was going to get his chance. Mm-hmm. And um, from the start and how he's excelled, he's been fantastic. But what I mean, no one would have seen coming was what, the, the, what the, the change has been in terms of the roster because you mm-hmm. look at the back end of last season you had okay you had Whiteside you had uh, Goran Dragic Justice Winslow Jay Rich and um, um, uh, probably a, a, an Olinick or maybe a Derek mm-hmm. Jones Jr. Um, you know that that's a that's an okay team but it's not you know it's nothing nothing that anyone's going to be fr- frightened on it's just it's, it's a team that is a is a tough cookie to crack and that's mm-hmm. all but when you look at it now and you think, OK, well, really, always we've got you look at this team in a moment. And what surprises, I think, everybody is you've got one star in Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, two 
mid first round draft picks in terms of Bam Adebayo a couple of years ago and now Tyler Hero. And then you've got undrafted G League players like Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Chris Silver, who were nowhere near this team last year. Well, Chris Silver and Kendrick Nunn wasn't on the team last year. And um, and Duncan Robinson was a two-way player who was in and out of the G League and just coming in and playing garbage minutes. This is now our starting team, with the exception of Myers Leonard, who was basically a make-weight in the Whiteside deal. You know, he wasn't a starter for Portland. And he's come in now and he's, you know, he's, he's fully part of this rotation. And now I, I just want to show, because again, I, I said to you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect you to know numbers and stats and things like that for, and even performances of, of these uh, guys that have come in. But I just want to just tell everybody out there, just give a bit more idea of what these, what these bunch of almost nobodies, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but these bunch of nobodies and what they're doing at the moment. Chris Silver, who many people might not even know of, have never heard of, he's basically playing, playing about nine minutes a game at the moment. But you look at if he's he puts nothing but hustle on this team, and at the moment his per 36 box scores look like this: 15 points a game, 16 rebounds a game, three blocks a game, a steal, and what cracks me up the most. 10.3 personal fouls a game. <laughs> so this is the guy who is just all about the hustle. He just yeah. exudes uh, energy. And it, it, it's that sort of, I, I said it on um, on your podcast the other night. It's like he's, it's a bunch of little Jimmies all trying to work with our Jimmy. And when you look at the rest of this team now, Tyler Harrow has come in. We, it, 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 it no one wants him really at draft night, but he's coming and been an instant success. He's hitting 14 points a game at the moment, four rebounds. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Nunn, undrafted player, picked up on the last day of last season. He's averaging 17 and a half points a game. Duncan Robertson, he hit 29 last night. He hit eight, uh, sorry, nine threes, including eight in the first half. He's averaging 11 points a game. Bam Adebayo, since he's had his start in birth, nearly 14 points a game with 10, yeah. 10 rebounds. That starting lineup plus you add in maybe seven or eight which i think myers leonard's putting in that starting lineup is that is getting you about 60 to 70 points a game mm-hmm. and then you look at that's just them i'm not including jimmy butler who, who's going to give you 20 a game i'm not including goran Dragic, who's coming off the bench who's going to average around 17 18 a game and then we haven't even talked about justice winslow who is our best defender barring jimmy on this team he's been out for the last six or seven games with concussion he's got to come back into this team somehow now, that's going to be quite an interesting one because do you interrupt this team that's doing so well knowing that you've got a player that is going to make you better? So that's an interesting thing as well. But the point I'm making is that this is, just by trading one player in Hassan Whiteside and getting one player in, or technically two with Mayers, um, the roster's changed completely. And suddenly this laborious, quite boring, you know, tough team has suddenly become... One of the most exciting, quickest, uh, deadly shooting this team in the league, and you know what? Uh, well, it's just been incredible, and I think it's taken everybody by surprise. But I, I will come back just on one point I made there. I, again, I don't expect you to know all the ins and outs, but I just mentioned there Justice Winslow, who you might not have seen a massive amounts of, and I don't, you know, because he's he's a solid player for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he is one of our best players, uh, one of our best players. He is our starting point guard. 
he's been he he started off very very well then had a couple of uh, slowish games and then got injured in quite a horrific clash of heads in a game against Denver and he's been out with concussion ever since he's on the cusp now of coming back what would you do in this situation maybe if you just ignore the fact that it's it's a player that you might not know nothing about you look at this um team and how it's rolling but you know you've got a player who's coming back from injury that will make you better especially on the defensive end do you change that or do you do you keep the chemistry as it is Oh, I mean, it is a tough one, isn't it? Because yeah. you just think, don't don't rock the apple cart. But mm. I think, you know, that's the, if I was a coach, you, you keep going with what's winning. You don't yeah. you don't fix what isn't broken. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you have to keep going. This team's ten and three. Yeah. Um, it is yeah. tough because it depends. You don't want to hurt players' egos, do you? You don't, you don't want to potentially upset a guy that is actually a really important first team player for that's you. That's right. But yeah. then you also got to say, well, look, hang on a minute. You know, Justice, look at what's happening here. Yeah. Um. I, as a coach, if it was me, you you, you keep going with what's winning. Yeah. I, I, I would tend to sort of find a way back in. And listen, what, what's happening at the minute is, you know, they've all bought in. Every single player on that roster has bought into this to yep. this culture. I know it's a word you say a lot in in Miami. Yep. They've all bought into it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe those numbers won't keep up forever, but you've, you're laying some solid ground right now. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think I, I think that um, it it probably will slow down. I mean, we we've been quite fortunate, especially recently, that we've had a very soft run since coming back from West. Um, but we've you know we've beat every every team that's been put in front of us that we should have beat, and I think that that's what will have continued to happen. I think with with the more you know the, the garbage teams as I'll call them is might be a little bit disrespectful, but <laughs> the, the the less teams, um, I think we will feast on them because we've just got too much now in terms of an yeah. offense. You're, um, you're convincingly winning those games, aren't you? Exactly. They're, they're not close games. You're not scraping no. them. You're battering a lot of these yeah. teams. It's what you have yeah. to do. That's what a playoff team should do. So yeah, that's right. And so I think that um, I think it will slow down a bit when people start to work out. A little bit more about us because it, I think it has taken the league by quite a lot of surprise. So it will be interesting to see whether or not that will tightens tightens up. Um, and you know we've even got people that was I mean like Derek Jones Jr. for example, he was that probably our most exciting prospect. He got injured in in game two um, uh, this season, hasn't returned since. So he's still got to come back. And you know so th- th- there's nothing but excitement from my point of view at the moment, which is fantastic. And it all centres around a player that you know well because he was in Philadelphia last year with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Now, what what do you, I mean, Jimmy, a recent media interview, he was quoted as saying that, you know, this is the first time that he's had to choose his team and he chose Miami, which raised a lot of eyebrows because, you know, he was quoted as saying that he wanted to win now, win now. And even though, as it stands at the moment, we are winning. Um, <laughs> yeah. a, lot, a, a lot of people were saying, well, that doesn't make sense because Miami weren't a win now organisation. Um, now, from, from the time that he spent with Philly, what, what did um, I, I, I'm not sure how it lies. Is it quite split? Is there, there's quite a lot of fans that sort of are a bit not 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 particularly happy with how he left. And is is that likely to roll over to this weekend's game? Is he going to get a good reception, bad reception? What's going to happen there? It's Philly. He's getting booed. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt about <laughs> that. He's, he's getting booed. But I. I I think the way you got to look at it is that that just that quote was what I think wild a few Philly fans just saying mm. I want to win now and then he went to a team that many people considered wasn't going to win yeah. that's all wild them up I, I look at it now and I think he's gone now um, 
<clears throat> you, we may, we, I don't think we'll ever know truly what happened in that situation, whether he got off of that contract. But mm. I don't truly believe that he just made a decision suddenly to go to Miami. I think that was uh, on the cards for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the perfect, absolutely. The most, now you see it, Miami is yep. the perfect team for Jimmy Butler. This is his yeah. team. This is his, you know, the dressing room is exactly how he needs it to be. Um, but yeah, going back to it, he's, he will get booed. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Philadelphia, they boo. So, yeah. yeah, they're not the most, um, uh, not the most uh, charming defense. No, I don't think there's, there's, a huge amount of bad blood you know i think he started to come out and say a few things in the press about it but that's gone away now and i just think everyone just needs to move on a little bit yeah yeah no i i, I completely right i mean there's I, I, the, the main reason for as much as all the things that i've just said there about this completely new look miami roster it all centers around the fact that everybody is bought in to the jimmy butler work ethic um and the jimmy butler um, role model way of working now so uh, that that's really exciting because he is a controversial player and we've seen in every team that he's been with that it, it, he can fall out with players staff coaches etc but this seems like this has been as you said just there a match made in heaven so um yeah exciting exciting yeah, so um he plays on the edge and yeah he will roll up people in your dressing room. That's what you'll do. You know, you, you can see the way even when I can't remember what guy it was in in the press that got upset that Jimmy was winding up his teammates about going back yeah. to the dressing room and stuff <laughs> like that. But that's Jimmy. But yeah. I think he's found a team now that won't cry when this mm. happens. So yeah. I think it, it it's yeah, it's a match made in heaven for, yeah. for Miami. Yeah. So um in uh, well, not not part of that trade, but what saw Jimmy come in meant that giving way was um, was uh, Jay Rich, um, and I, I I really love Jay Rich. I think he's a he's a really solid player. Um, I actually said when um, he was going to you that I actually think he'd be a better fit for Philly than he would for Miami. I think he'd work really well with Ben. I think he'd give you good spacing. How has he started so far? Because, again, I, I, I've seen bits of what you've been doing, but I've been keeping an eye on his scores. But has he settled in? And have the fans taken to him? What's what's going on uh, with, I think with the Jay fan, Rich? Fans are definitely taking to him. He's, he's a Philly kind of guy. He's mm. he's tough. He's a good defender. Um, he's settling in, much like the rest of the, the, the newbies in the roster. But, um, you know, I feel like he was his usage was a lot higher in Miami last year. He, he took quite a lot of the scoring yeah. burden, didn't he? I think he was... Yeah having to provide, whereas this time he's, he's, he's part of a more of a team role. Um, he's, he's very intense. He's, mm. you know, he's, he's giving it his all out there at the minute. I think he's just adjusting. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's providing, I think I was just looking at the stats actually just under 14 points a game, which is around two points per game down on Miami, which is not a huge drop considering he's not, mm. you know, used as much. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the fans like him. I like yeah. him. I think he's going to be a great fit. He's not an expensive option for us. He's going to no. be very, very important to this team for for a few years. Um, you know, Brett was experimenting him as a backup point. It didn't mm-hmm. really work. No, it didn't well really work as, when you've done that for us, to be honest. No, but, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he can do a job, but, you know, Trey Burke and Raul Neto have come in and, and been better at that, but that's their natural position. So mm. um, he's a really important part of this team going forward um yeah he's a great fit he really yeah. is so yeah good good yeah. good i'd like to see that because um yeah i don't think anybody uh in the miami um fandom have got anything other than good things to say about jimmy i wish him well uh, uh, uh jay rich so <laughs> i wish him well so that's good that's good i'm glad that he's yeah, settling he's, in well i don't 
I don't think there'd be a, a franchise that wouldn't like him on their team. Do you know what I mean? He's just mm. a he's just a grafter as well. So yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So g- getting on to, uh, to a bit more about the Sixers now, um, obviously everybody, I don't think anybody saw anything other than um, Philadelphia and uh, and the Bucks uh, being quite heavily uh, the top two with quite a gap maybe um, between the, the rest of the field. Now, obviously early indications suggest that maybe that gap might not be as much, if, if at all at the moment. I mean, um, in terms of your start, you made a ferocious start. I think you went 5-0. and to start yep. with um yep. then you, i think you lost a few out west and then um since you've come back i think um it's been sort of hit and miss few wins few uh few defeats but on the whole a nine and five start is that right yeah that's correct yep. yeah um yeah did a win yeah, after what, the Knicks what, last night yeah what 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 are you thinking is about got more to come uh it's tough isn't it because at the start of the season when i spoke to you guys I spoke to anyone that i could about basketball people said you know it's philly or bucks and yeah, I still I, I still honestly believe that they're the two best teams yeah. in the yeah. East. Um, but all the things that everyone said that they were worried about during the summer, every you know, is Ben gonna shoot? How's this team gonna fit? You know, JJ's gone now. Where's where's the three pointers coming from? Where's where's your closer gone from now? Jimmy's gone. All those things that have manufactured themselves already, which is, is but yeah. I think with with that five and zero start, everyone's expectations just suddenly yeah. rocketed, and everyone was saying, "Hang on a minute, the Sixers aren't even playing that well, and yeah. they're five and zero. This team's legit." And then it kind of, you come crashing down to earth, and that all those worries at the start of the season are now really manufacturing themselves, and everyone yeah. says, "Oh, okay, no, we're off the boat now. And the Philly aren't as good as they're not championship ready." And I said at the start of the season, I thought the first twenty games or so we're going to be a bit of a mess, and that's happening. Mm. Um, all those things I was worried about are happening. So mm. it's it. I listen. There's there's no no doubt that I think this team's got the talent to do it. But we've got 82 games to sort this out. Yeah. So I'm pleased, and then at the same time, I just think that five and zero start just it was almost problematic. Now. Yeah. See what I'm saying because I just feel like same as me. I was like, wow, this team, this team's not playing well. We're five. No, we're gonna destroy this this mm. this conference. And then a couple of losses, and suddenly you're like, "Oh, we're exposed yeah. now. This is yeah. we're not as good." So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, one one thing that um, quite incredibly uh, happened last night was the very first Ben Simmons free got thrown and dropped. Now, obviously, what a moment. For, yeah, I mean, a, a huge moment in the NBA <laughs> sounds incredible to say it, doesn't it? I but, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased that we can almost now put it to bed, but. What's got to happen now, surely, is that this continues to happen. What would be sure would would the worst thing now be that he now goes another ten, twelve games without trying another shot? Uh, that's what we, it just can't happen. But mm. the the thing was that free was it was flush, beautiful free by the it way. Was brilliant. Free. <laughs> it was, yeah. It I mean, was a, it, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, the, the, you, uh, the next thing I was about to say was that I mean that wasn't like an awkward style, a, a, a sort of a throw up. But that was that was textbook. Yeah, it was it was a, it was drawn up for Ben Simmons. That play, yeah. if you watch it, I watched it obviously about a million times. Yeah. Um, and it was drawn up for Ben, and I'm sure Brett just drew up that play and just thought, you know what, I've had enough now, Ben. You, you, you're shooting this, and when he called the play, and Ben shot it, and it went straight in, and that's great, great for him. Um. But yeah, we we can't go another 14 games now. That yeah, that can't happen. Don't don't you know? You've now got the NBA a little bit off your back. You know, exactly. 
don't then let them bring it all back and start saying, well, he's only shot one. So, mm. um, but it's it's great news. It was just a relief for everyone, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, he, he has to. I, I totally, totally follow that. In, in, in a way, if he now doesn't start regularly shooting them, it's almost it, the pressure can almost now come back to us as much if that's even possible because it would be like you, you can show you've shown that you've got it that was exactly. a, as i just said a textbook throwdown and now it's not happening again and it would be the, it would be mad only he would be able to tell you but it'd be mad he has to now continue to do that in my opinion so yeah, um, I, I think if it will be those kind of corner threes which is absolutely fine by me Look, any, anyone who sits there and says he needs to hit you know throw 10 threes a game no nonsense he's not that type of player and you're not going to get that from him he just needs to take chances like that and he will eventually start getting respected for them so that's all that's all the whole that's the whole point of it isn't it is he hasn't got to put everyone in he's just got to get he's got to give people that concern that that he can he can do it Um, exactly this is what we've said many times so we're not we're not breaking any ground here it's just it's no. the obvious thing here yeah. so one one other thing before we move on slightly is um i haven't as i said watched much um sixes basketball but did i see uh Embiid fighting again last night <laughs> is this mm. the guy the guy that was saying he was going to clean up his act at the start of the season and he's, he's already this is his second fight in 12 games oh well if, if, if anyone believed for one <laughs> second that Joel Embiid had grown up um <laughs> Then, then they're, they're stupid, really, aren't they? But to be fair to him, that, that was Morris, you know. And I'm, I'm not just saying that for bias, you know. Embiid yeah. hit him with a, a pretty heavy shoulder, um, but Morris is just a scrapper, isn't he? He's like Pat Bev, he yeah, just wants yeah. to fight. He just, he just wants to fight <laughs> anyone. And um, luckily, again, Ben Simmons and the team got around him before anything stupid could happen. But yeah, <laughs> he's never going to learn. So. No, no. Um, he just needs to, yeah, he, he gets in people's heads. Let that be how it goes. Don't get involved in silly fights and get suspended. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's right. So, um, still love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we've said many times, he's such a player that's going to divide opinion. But for me, I think he's box office. I love him. So uh, keep, keep doing your thing, Joel. <laughs> um, <laughs> well behaved. Yes, absolutely. Um, just going back to Miami a minute. Now, I've just listed off there um, in my exuberance of um this new look roster and how thrilled i am with it the the other sort of angle that could be played here is that these bunch of nobodies these g league undrafted players that are playing themselves into um one of two things they're either playing themselves into a very important future with miami or they're suddenly giving us what nobody may be expected and they're raising some eyebrows in the league and therefore have maybe made themselves like a tradable asset into maybe upgrading for another star. Now, I still think that there is a star that will be coming and I think it could happen this season before a trade deadline. I don't think that it's just going to sit still. Now, from, from, from our point of view, this is it's sort of a no-lose because we either carry on with what we got and it's been brilliant or these players like maybe a, a Kendrick Nunn and... Um, a Duncan Robertson or a, or a Derek Jones Jr. that hasn't done it so far this year, but we know what he can do. So, you know, that with maybe an expiring contract like a, a Waiters or a Johnson or someone like that could suddenly trade you into a, a, a star that maybe wasn't seen before. So that's quite exciting from my point of view. Throwing it back to Sixers, with what you've got at the moment, is it enough to go on and win something this year right as in now or do you think that there's going to be maybe something that could happen before trade deadline finishes and if so is there any 
potential rumours out there that you know about? Um, Sixers-wise, no. I, I think, listen, if we can get some shooting somehow yeah. on the bench, off the bench, that would be absolutely amazing if we can get anyone in the buyouts or anything like that. You know, how mm. Bellinelli did it for us a few years yep. ago. We we desperately need that. We know that come playoffs, that starting five becomes everything. So yep. I, I, I don't think you're going to see anything drastic there. Um, but I think... This team and Elton Brand and and so and Co. Sorry, will will look to get anything they can just to get some shooting. But the bench is a lot better this year. I, I no is is the short answer again. I, I don't see a huge amount of activity for for the Sixers. Um, thinking about what you said about the Heat, um, I agree with what you say because I think what um, is it? It's Pat Riley, isn't it? Your, yeah, your GM. I think what he'll be very very aware of again is yes, these young players and these these as you say, G-leaguers and so on are doing incredible, but he went all in on average before. Mm. And I'm sorry, I'm not calling them average. No, 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 they, might, they might turn into stars. They might yeah. do. But you, ha- you, let's say this season you finished as third, second, first seed, who knows? And you go ahead and you, you go all in and, give, and sign these players up. And then the same thing happens and their production falls off. You're stuck again with silly contracts. So I think yeah. he will be very, very wary of, of playing. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think they may be saying, well, hang on a minute, these players might not be part of our long-term plan, but they can half help us in a package yeah. for a start. Obviously, it, money's got help, hasn't it? But Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, you look at um, at the moment, at what, I mean, you've already just touched on it a minute ago with saying when the playoffs start, you're relying on your starting five mm-hmm. and then really just a couple of bench players. That, that sort of nine or ten man rotation becomes seven, maybe eight. Yes. And um, and if we've got this relatively stacked and deep uh, roster, uh, roster that's going on and everyone's doing their job and everyone's bought into it, um, suddenly the playoffs come along. Um, you know, they might be looking at this and going, well, we've got too many players here. Let, we, we could maybe make that free into someone huge, a, a huge number one um, to play alongside Butler. So it's um, and I think Pat has already said, I think this week that. You know, we are looking, so there, there could be some things that could happen. So yeah, I think so. I think you've definitely got something going yeah. on. I yeah. mean, he made that quite clear, hasn't he? Like, yeah. not, there's no secret that Miami are in a search to, to pair someone with, with Jimmy. Yeah. It's just working out really, really well at the minute. That yeah. The and, uh, and and you're right as well in terms of you look at the money, though, all those players that I've listed off, all those G Leaguers, undrafted players, I think combined they make about, the, their wages combined is about 15 million. Well, you look, James Johnson's only about 14 and a half and he's not even getting any minutes. You know, Dion Waiters is on about 18 or something like that, maybe not that much, about 15 at the moment. So, you know, these these heavy contracts, as you said, have, have cost us before. So, yeah, that we've either got to roll with it and in the end they're going to need paying, fortunately, not not just now, or we maybe turn a three into a one and that, that's what, the way I see it going. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially if we are contending. So um, I'll ask you one other question, Bob, about Miami. Yeah. Um, what what do you think? Do, I mean, you've already said it's unsure whether or not this will this run will continue, but is it possible we could contend for the East? Well, yes, is the answer to that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a Miami Heat podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I, we we spoke about the Bucks. We spoke about the Sixers just destroying the East this year. And, OK, we're, we're still very early on in the season. But I think if you asked anyone, of like, if you asked me as a Sixer fan, do you, do you fancy Celtics Heat Raptors in the playoffs? Uh, no, absolutely yeah. not right now. You know, mm. whereas if you asked me at the start of the season, I would have said, yeah, 
I, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been fearful. I know they're not wouldn't have said they're bad teams. No. But I would have thought now the Sixers have got way too much of these teams. And already we're what, fourteen games into the season. I'm already looking and thinking, Oh God, we you know, we come up against these teams. I don't fancy this as much as I thought I was gonna. So yeah, yeah of course you can. We're only fourteen games in, so the outlook of the league can change in ten, fifteen games. But mm. um right now if you're asking me, yeah, you are contending right yeah. now. So mm. Just keep rolling. You just yeah. got to keep rolling. Yeah. So, so go on and I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's, what's your, um, what's your top? I won't do top eight. Let, let's do. What's your top four and in, in what order? Um, Bucks first. Mhm. <laughs> uh, I'm still gonna go with my boys Sixers. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raptors third, and I'm gonna go Heat fourth. Wow. So, so Boston, Boston out the top four. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see it lasting. I know I'm not the biggest fan of the Celtics, but they're not <laughs> really? exactly. No, I've never made that clear. Um, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, they're a good team, but you know, look at their schedule. So yeah, says it all, really. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, to be fair, that that was that was one thing that caught me a little bit by surprise is that before a ball was even bounced this season, and I predicted maybe a, a sixth or seventh, maybe 45, 46 win maybe not even that, I think I said 43-44 win season, the organisation said before a ball was bounced, we are targeting a home court 50 win season. And we only need 40 more. So, um, yeah, we'll see. How quickly you can rack up wins. Yep, yep, no, fair play. It's going very swimmingly. But, you know, there is tougher games to come. Um, Most um, recently, it will be uh, you boys in your arena. I was actually really pissed off to start with because I thought... Once again, we're playing a very difficult game on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, but then, but then I realised you had one too. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you've got the Spurs yeah. uh, on the Saturday, and then us on the Sunday or the other way around, Friday, Friday, Saturday, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a bit more, a um, bit more relieved about that. Um, who's taking the W in that one, Bobby? Oh goodness me! Um, Tough game, isn't it? It's going to be a great game, I think. Yeah, we're we're incredible at home. We're the, we're the best team at home in the NBA since the beginning of 2018 oh so really like, yeah oh, i think okay. we're, we're we're something like 50 52 and 10 or something like that at home so we're very very good but you know if mb plays in that first night i don't think he's playing in the second night and that changes everything with this That's team so mb doesn't play it's a it's a second night back to back so they're so hard to call mm. i think Embiid plays we win i really do um, yeah. especially at home I think if Embiid sits, it's, that's going to be really, really tough. Like Horford, Horford's doing brilliantly, but there's still a notable drop-off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives you a lot of production, doesn't it? You can't yeah. be ignored that. So, so what, what do you reckon? Because you've got Spurs on the Friday. So, is he more likely to sit that one, or what? What happens normally? Does he normally uh, sit the second night? I, I don't know. If I'm being give me honest, a hope, uh, give me a hope nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what I've seen, he would normally play on the first night. Um, but they may target the Miami game as more important as their a conference team. Um, mm-hmm. in the same conference um, and, and the Spurs aren't really that great at the minute that maybe they'll look at it and say hang on we need to win against Miami but I'm not a sports scientist I'm not no. the Philly, the Philly um, physio room so yeah, that, that's my take it's not the I'm sitting on the fence a little bit I say in B plays we win if yeah. he doesn't well it's a toss up isn't it really yeah no I, I I would agree I think it all hinges on if in B plays I think you do win um, I'm not what really defensive sure game by the way yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um I think I think both I think you and us are both sort of top five, might be top six in terms of assists and things like that. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a really, really good game. 
So Some just turnovers. To, oh yeah, we've got, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think, think we're two of the worst, aren't we? Well, we I know we are the worst. I think we average about twenty turnovers a game. I think, um, I think we're only about three, but three. But we're about 27th in the league, so that, wow. that could be an interesting game. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, we'll enjoy that one. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up, Bob, your next five, you've got, as we just said, Spurs at home, Heat at home, then you go into Raptors, then you're back at home against the Kings, and then you finish up away to Knicks. So next five, how many wins you're taking there, do you think? Relatively tough schedule, that. Um, I would like four. Yeah. I would take three. Yeah. Um. The Heat game is the toss-up, and again, I'm not just saying that because I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll lose to Raptors away. We'd never beat them there. So um, it's supposed to be a revenge game for us, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you'll beat the Spurs. I think that'll be okay. Yeah, the, the Heat game is the toss-up. Um, that could go either way. Raptors, I'd agree. You're probably going to lose that one in their arena. Then you'll you'll wipe you'll wipe the the floor with Kings and and Knicks. So yeah, I mean again, it it will continue what's been a relatively solid start for you. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. So um, okay, right. We didn't get any questions on the um on the uh, mailbag. So oh, that's uh, what happens when a Sixers fan comes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I want no part of that. Oh, brilliant. So uh, Bob, where? Thank you very much for joining me. Um, thank where, you so much for having me. No, that's fine, mate. No problem. We'll, we'll do something again soon, I'm sure, as the season goes on. Um, bad luck on uh, on Saturday, mate. Um, and um, where can people... First of all, where can people find your uh, Sixers account that you just started and tell us about that? And then, um, obviously, your the podcast that we do all together. Just tell us all about that as well. Yeah, well, just just started a um, Sixers UK fan group. We've just hit 100 followers, actually, so that was that's good. That's great. Just, just under Within a week. A week. Yeah, really, really happy with that and getting some interaction. Um, you can find us at, at Sixers UK fans. Um, so that, that's where we are. If you're interested in how the Sixers are doing this season, perhaps you'll see some more um, Ben Simmons freeze on there. Um, and yeah, you, um, you're kindly a host as well on the uh, the Taco Tuesday podcast, which we, we do, we record and release on every Tuesday, obviously. Um, and you can find us at, at Taco Choose Pod. So. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, do check that out because um, if you've sort of half enjoyed me and Bobby talking together, um, obviously this uh, podcast is always going to be a Miami Heats related podcast. But me, Bobby and our cousin Chris, who's also got a wealth of NBA knowledge, he's a Raptors fan. Um, all we do is we get together every week and we just chat like we're doing now. But we talk about the NBA uh, in general so if you if you enjoy our casual chats then please come in there and tune into that because it's just a bit of fun every week yeah. so thank you very much again bob um good luck for the rest of the season after this weekend and um yeah and you may not too much luck though <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you, and, you don't uh, want you above us in the standings much longer yeah no long may that continue <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll um we'll be seeing ben hitting regular freeze or not yeah. will be okay so let's see but um that's we'll do for today a uh, relatively short episode but um hope everyone enjoyed it that is episode seven of heating up the uk in the books and we'll see you again soon bye bye <laughs>